ear buzzing is back. Well, we'll go with it for now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who is our Lord, who wrote this love letter to us. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, have you ever written a love letter? Maybe that's causing you to scan back into your mind and think of maybe a love letter that you wrote early on in your life. And the question certainly makes me think back to a specific point in my life when I was about uh, fifth grade. And I remembered that, well, there wasn't really one particular girl out there. I just kind of knew that, well, I needed a girlfriend. And... Uh, yeah, okay, so it was a little early, but that was sort of the thing that was in my head. And I had heard from plenty of other people that the way to do that, the way to get one of those girlfriend things, was to write a love letter. I didn't quite understand how it worked out, that you probably needed a girlfriend before you wrote the love letter, but give me a break, I was in fifth grade. So... But I didn't quite know what to write. I didn't know what kind of words I needed to put down on paper that would result in me getting this amazing girlfriend. And so I thought back to, well, one particular place in my house, actually. And that place was my mom's bookshelf. Because on my mom's bookshelf, I knew, I had seen before, that there were these books. And they were books that were written by this guy named Shakespeare. And I knew that even at that young age, I, didn't, I don't think I had ever read Shakespeare yet, but I knew that William Shakespeare, that he was the preeminent writer of romance. And so I decided, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to go pick up some words from Bill Shakespeare. And so, stealthily, with paper and pen in hand, I snuck up over to my mom's bookshelf and I began to pull down those books that were by William Shakespeare. And I began to go through those books and I began to get very deflated about what I found. Because what I hadn't understood is that while William Shakespeare may have been the preeminent writer of all things romantic, he was also a writer of things comedic and historical. And I was paging through Richard V and saying, this isn't going to work. And as I continued to page through those words, I came to the realization that it wasn't just about finding the right words. It wasn't just about some sort of magical incantation that I could come across that would somehow woo some girl out there, but that those words had to come from me. That even if I was using somebody else's words, that those words had to become mine. That it wasn't just about finding the right formula, but instead, it was about finding the heart of the matter in those words. Here in our gospel lesson for this morning, we find this basically love letter that Mary is giving to God. 
this love letter that she is just exploding with as she talks to her cousin Elizabeth, as she tells her about all of the great things that God has done for her. We call this thing the Magnificat because it begins with her saying, My soul magnifies the Lord because He has looked on me. And the rest of the song is all about her relationship that she has with this Lord that has chosen her above all of the other people that He could choose. That He's chosen her to be the one who will be the mother of His Son. That He's chosen her to give birth to this Messiah, to this Jesus, to this miracle child. And her heart just explodes with those words. I'm the pastor of a liturgical church. You probably know that you've been through about half of the liturgy. And in this liturgical church, a lot of times what we do is we do this kind of back and forth thing. Did you notice that in the Psalms and uh, a lot of the other things in the Kyrie? We do this back and forth with these words. And it always sort of surprises me because a lot of people, they can really get into it. A lot of people, and a lot of you, honestly, I can hear your voices, and sometimes I can even pick you out, and I can hear the excitement and the joy and the meaning that you're speaking those words with. And it's such a beautiful sound. But yet, every now and again, I'll come across somebody who says, you know, the whole back and forth speaking thing, I don't really get it. In fact, it kind of bores me. And I think to myself, well, I I wonder why. I, I wonder why those things are boring. I wonder why the creed is boring. I wonder why the Kyrie is boring. I wonder why when we confess our sins together, we're not actually thinking about our sins sometimes. And when we hear those words of forgiveness, why we don't sometimes think that we're actually being forgiven. I wonder why. And I've had the opportunity to talk to some of you about how you're reading through the Scriptures day by day. And I've had that opportunity to hear you talk about the excitement and the joy that you have when you read those words and you begin to see how they work in your life. But I've also had the opportunity to talk to some of you that say, well, you know, I just kind of flip open to the Bible and, you know, I try. I really do, but I just can't get into it. And I wonder why. I do. Because there's power in those words. There's power in these words. These words that Mary said some 2,000 years ago. They have remained with us for so much longer than what Bill Shakespeare's words have remained with us. They are that powerful. Not because necessarily of who spoke them. Not because there's some sort of magical formula that all of a sudden, by just saying those words, we can get ramped up about God. 
but because there's something else to it. Because in those words, we see God's love letter to us. In those words, we see the amazing capacity for love that God has for human beings. That He would send His only Son to be born of a woman, to be born 100% man and 100% God. And yet, not to kill all of us, not to judge all of us, but to come here to recognize the truth that we are all sinners and to die on a cross for us. That's the love letter that we embrace every time we're saying those things in the liturgy. That's the love letter that we embrace every time we read those words that are there for us in the Bible. It's not just a formula that we're following, but we're actually getting a peek into God's own heart and how God feels about us. It's a magical experience. And I know it can be a magical experience for you too. Because you see, in addition to having written a few love letters in my day, I've also read a few. And some of them were even addressed to me. But I've also read a few. And those love letters... They're just one of the most magical things that we have in our culture and in our experience. Because when you read those words that are put down on that page, you begin to see the reality of those words. You begin to see that that's how that other person sees you. That's what your truth is for that other person. That when they see you, they see just this magnificent person whom they love so much. And so when you hear these words that we're going to speak throughout the rest of this service, you can hear God speaking to you through those words. You can hear God speaking to you and saying that He loves you. In the words of the Creed, when it talks about who His identity is and what He is for you. In the words that we say in the celebration of Holy Communion, when He says that He gives His own body and blood because He loves you that much. It just takes a little bit of sincerity. And a little bit of courage to really take hold of those words as Mary did. To really take hold of those words and see that those words are spoken to you. Despite the fact that you are a sinner, despite the fact that you don't deserve those words, despite the fact that when you look at those words, sometimes you say, well, that really isn't me, he shouldn't love me that much. Those words are for you. He loves you that much. Now we're going to 
speak and hear some of those words. Some of those words that were written on His body as He was nailed to that cross. Some of those words that were written in His blood shed for you. Take Mary's example. Take these words with sincerity and courage and believe that they are God's love letter to you. Amen.